Blog Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com This next song is a favorite of mine because I stop and think of why I love Jesus. And the first thing that comes to mind is I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he looked beyond my faults and he sees all of my needs. I love him because in spite of Edward, he still loves me. I love him because he meets every need. And not only the need, but he supplies and gives me my heart's desire. Saints, you know a lot of things we don't even need. We don't even need them, but just because we want them, God gives them to us. Hallelujah. Pray for us as we come with, Lord, I love you.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that's by Mr. Bill, uh, Edward Bill Tripp. I think that's the name of the artist for that one. And it's called Lord, I Love You. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, tonight we are just doing a little testing um, to make sure that I can get in tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and do the regular uh, morning broadcast. So we just testing the account. I was able to get in tonight. You know, God is just faithful. And uh, he gave me all these days off. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful uh, unto him for the days off. And I was able to get some things done that was much needed. And uh, to the old timers, as we call them, that faithful few, I heard from Sister Diane uh, tonight. And uh, she wrote me because she said Sister Linda in New York uh, told her that Louis had passed. So she just wanted to encourage me a little bit uh, because she know how he loved the show and how I loved him and he loved me. And it was just a beautiful uh, conversation. And so I just thank God. I thank God for all that he has done for us because I'm not the only one that he has done great things for and that he is doing great things for us. So tonight I thought we would just um, listen to uh, some music, talk of the goodness of the Lord, have prayer, and the prayer request coming in. We'll stop and pray right then tonight. There may be somebody come along who have a testimony or whatever it may be tonight, but we just want to let God have his way. And uh, move on in Jesus' name. I, I'm texting Minister Shonda right now because uh, she was asking me about Spotify. I tried that today, but that's not for me. And uh, it, it's not what I needed. And so uh, the Lord had me to work and work, and I finally got back into blog talk. I thank God for blog talk. I know they have problems and this and that, but who don't? The first one without sin, cast the first stone. I started off with blog talk, and a lot of people uh, have tried to get me to leave. But I refuse to leave because this is the platform where God placed me 14 years ago. And so I've been here ever since, and I hope he continues out to have me here on blog talk. But now if it's his will and blog talk go away, then I have to do something different. But until then, I'm going to stay right here, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good evening, Minister Shonda. God bless you. Worked and worked this evening uh, until I finally got in here. And so I thank God for that. And we're just kind of listening to some music and testimonies, and uh, we may get some prayer requests. And if we do, we're going to stop and pray right then and there on the spot tonight. And uh, see what the Lord has for us here. And I'm so thankful I could get in. I don't know what to do with myself, but tell him thank you. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to keep this broadcast. I'm not going to delete it, but keep it. And then the one we had for today that I wasn't able to get into, I'll move that to Monday. Yeah. And we'll just continue on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because tomorrow is Testify Friday. And uh, I didn't want to interrupt with the testimonies um, to bring 
in uh, the, the message I had for today. But God is good. God is good. He's faithful. He's on our side in spite of us. I promise you, he's looking beyond fault and yet meet needs. If not, we all would be gone. Yeah, he would. Hey, he's not a God that he have to bow down to man, but man must bow down to him. So I'm thankful again. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I'm so thankful that I can get in tonight. And I've had many calls from many people. Tomorrow, we are going to try and get those peace lilies over the sherry. And uh, I didn't hear back from her to know what day or whatever um, she decided to cremate Lord because she said that's what he wanted. He wanted to be cremated. So I didn't hear back, but, and I didn't hear back about a celebration um, ceremony for him. But we know that Sherry can't see. And so she's got her own medical issues, and I'm not really expecting a lot out of her. I know she missed him, and she will miss him because he played a, a huge part of her life. He was her husband, and so they loved each other. And so we pray for Sherry, and I keep it moving in Jesus' name because nothing we can do that will bring Louis back. Hallelujah. And so we're moving on in Jesus' name tonight. This next song. Um, I'm going to, um, is by Luther Barnes, and his spirit fall down. I love this song. I love this song. I think it's such a beautiful song. And if you want to get your worship on, Luther Barnes' spirit fall down. Oh, yeah. Let's go to this. Open world 
uh, for me, I can't even tell it all. Yeah, because he has been good to me. I'm a cheerful giver, and I love it. Ooh, I love it. Because when I give, God give back. And he don't always give back. Many times, what you give out, sometimes he give you more than you have given. He's giving you something greater than what you've given. And so I'm thankful unto him. A lot of times, the things we really don't want to do that. We really don't want to do it. But we feel pressured and we go on and do it. But guess what? God intervenes. I want you to hear me tonight. God takes over. And he come in and he fix it. And he take care of everything. And I'm so grateful unto him for that. I thank him that I don't know. I don't know. But he knows everything. Hallelujah. Past, present, and future. Because again, tonight his eyes are in every place. And he's beholding the evil and the good. And so I'm thankful. Thankful unto almighty God. Yeah, because without him... We can't make it. There's nothing we can do without him. I've tried before. I'm telling you the honest truth. I have tried to do things for myself, and it just would not work out right. I could not get it together. Had to go right back to him and say, Lord, you saw I tried it. I was going to try to do it, but, Lord, it won't work. Without you, I can do nothing. So, Father, would you fix this for me? Would you do this for me? And he come right in and he take care of it. And so I'm thankful again tonight unto him. So, look, we're going to move a little bit further. At any time, if you have something um, you would like to say tonight, please feel free to press that number one and come on in. Yeah, because we just testing and talking and uh, praising God and worshiping him and uh, talking of his wondrous work. And we make it known his deeds. Yeah, because our deeds are no good. But his deeds can bless somebody, have blessed somebody. And so we're thankful. So look, we're going to one more of the evening and uh, take a listen to this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A gospel journey. Trouble sometimes are feeling in parts.
trouble will soon be your happy forevermore. When we need on that shore, we come all there, rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye. Hunger we then shall fly, glory to shine. This is coming coming soon. And so I'm so thankful to know that tonight and to believe it and to know it's true that he is coming and he is coming to see about his people. Yeah, he went away to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also one day, but we got to prepare to get there. Yeah. And I know that daily, if we prepare if he come at any moment, it don't matter because we're ready. We are ready, ready to go back with him when he comes. Yeah, I'm thankful um, that I know this for myself because some people, you know, they're in and out with it. They believe it today, tomorrow they don't. But I thank God I believe it every day because I know it to be the truth. And so thankful, thankful unto him for it. Yeah, I can't give him enough praise. I can't give him enough thank you, enough glory, and enough honors. Yeah, because he's the great God, and the great God is on all outside in spite of us. You know, I was thinking um, today on Angel, if y'all remember, he gave his testimony, I think it was on Tuesday, about... Um, he grew up in the church and everything, and he found himself being a homosexual. And he talked about how to treat people, and not because of their sexuality, but because of the love of God. We say we are believers, but we're quick to judge others, and we got to stop that. Yeah, I'm working on that. I don't want to judge nobody. I don't want to accuse nobody. I don't want to dislike people because of who they are. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to love people right where they are, because Jesus does. Yes, he does. He loved me right where I was when I was a sinner. Yeah. When I was ugly, when I was dirty. Yeah, grimy. He loved me still and loved me enough to have the patience to wait on me. Yeah. The scriptures say, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Yeah. So that was the day when he 
September the 29th, 1993, is when he decided that it's time. She's ready now. She'll come to me. And once she comes, she'll stay. And that's what I did. I came to Jesus just as I was, weary, wounded, and sad. This is true. And I found in him a resting place. Today I can say he has made me glad. Yeah, I couldn't find it in nobody else. I know my dad was a good godly man, but I couldn't find the peace I needed. I couldn't find the Savior I needed in him. I could only find it in Jesus. So I'm grateful unto him tonight again, and I thank him, and I truly appreciate him. Yeah, appreciate Almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. We're going to this one um, next, uh, You're Still God, and it's by Philpa uh, Hannah. And so I love this song, and uh, it just blessed my soul because it's so true. The words are really true for me. And so I'm saying, and I'm sure it's true for many. Hallelujah. Let's take a listen. When all foundations have been shaken, when I'm left standing in the dark, and all I feel is my heart breaking, you still
of your cross and fix my eyes upon you, Jesus. but I can trust the heart of God because he loved me so I can trust his heart for me yeah and uh, I just love that one I just love it love it love it it's a great song great song and uh, we're going to take a listen to um one of the clips I'm looking for it right now y'all sometimes I forget the order of things because I have so many things in here a whole song vault, I call it. But uh, we're going to uh, find one here that we can take a listen to. I know I have several in here. They're like the, uh, I tell you what, let's go to this one while I look for it. It's like the wolf is at the door, uh, put God first. It's one of those. And so I'm looking for it. And I'll find it. But let's take a listen to this one. Well, my life could be my hands go up. 
message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The Wolf is at the Door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today. God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. 
He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people, talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? Mm. What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. Mm. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, That means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be, and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer, leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking, and moving to truth, even when it's painful. Amen. book of Proverbs says, a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this, and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. Mm -hmm. And I don't turn from it. 
how Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day, I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today, hearing my voice, ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Hmm. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God, or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. Mm. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. 
when you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God, nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. The church is, or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage. And, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Mm-hmm. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level. Because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said, some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said, whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around, and you can, there's a death certificate, and the preacher can get up and say nice words, but the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do, and it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? (laughs) Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. 
You're drinking and dancing and, and this foolishness. I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church. Demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10... I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. 
They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go across land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion. For the cause of birth control. Or, or so that pe- I understand there are extenuating circumstances. So please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control. Or for the cause of having sexual pleasure. And not having to deal with the life that it can create. Is sin. In the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today. The deliberate. Gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory.
And as uh, David the king once did, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety. More than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin, I plead with you, while there's still time, turn. Turn from it. And trust God for the strength. I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say, you don't know how deep the bondage is. You don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together and I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life an eternal life the days of living in Christian ease is over in America folks it's over we're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God will give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God. But they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ's and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people that say, oh God, help me please to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is you already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography help me to turn away from drink help me God to turn away from that flirtation in the office 
help me, God. Help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off. Get me out of the seat of the scornful. And help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice. And put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God, help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington, and there's an ex-general there who really gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he were standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all. Not judging anyone, we leave that to God. But reaching as far as we can reach into this mass of fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance you will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word Lord Jesus Christ I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have God deliver us Lord from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment. For those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, Every time I look at people at this sometimes discouraged but not defeated cast down but not destroyed their times I don't understand But I believe it's turning around for me.
babe had struggled and disappointment their kind of felt so alone some of my friends they let me down but I still believe Turning around for me Around for me Around for me Around for me Turning around for me Around for me Can you just say it into the atmosphere? Around for me Around for me Turning around Turning around for me Cause I can see the breaking I can see the breaking of day God is Turning around This is the good news And it won't always be like this He will perfect that concerning And sooner or later It'll turn in my face
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Bashan Mitchell, and turning it around for me. He said it won't always be like this. God is perfecting that which concerning me. Sooner or later, it's going to work in my favor. We don't have to rush God. I know sometimes we want it right now. Lord, move right now. Move right now. Yeah. I had credit card. I want, Lord, pay it off now. God, I want to be debt free. Lord, God don't always move because he knows what's best for us. And if we could give him just a little bit more time, he could bless us the more. But we're always in a hurry, always in a rush to get what we think we need. But if we could learn to have patience and wait on him, when we get what it is he has for us, it's always more than, always more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto him tonight. Thank God for the wolf. I was looking for another one, but I was led to play the wolf is at the door. And I heard him say, our brothers and sisters overseas, many of them are going through because they can't pray out loud. They can't say the name of Jesus. Uh, they can't study the Bible together. They, they can't let anybody know that they're believers because they could lose their lives. And he said it is already here for us. Yeah, because if we look at it, 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 they stop you from praying on the job. They stop you from talking about Jesus on the job, in the schools. And many people... We we still abide by it. Yeah. We abide by that. But in many places, we're going to have to stand up as believers. This is why we prepare daily. Because in many places, we have to stand up for Jesus. We have to tell the truth. We have to teach people the truth. And we may lose our lives over this thing. Uh-huh. Over that. Because that's not what they want. Yeah, they don't like that. They rather you tell a lie than the truth. I, I see people all the time, they go with uh, the people that's lying to them. They prefer them over someone who would tell them the truth. And baby, they would get real, real angry with a person who tells them the truth. Yeah, they rather hear a lie. And so it's going to be in a lot of places. And we are yet to stand up to let the world know he is. Y'all excuse me, I'm cleaning my office. He is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This is why it's important for us to pray. It's important for us to have a relationship with him. Yeah, we can go to church and we can listen to the preacher and all of this. But we got to see God, not for the preacher, but for ourselves. So it's best we build a strong relationship with him. The word says, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He'll take all of that that we'll, we have to bore, we have to bear. God will take all of that from us and put it on himself. 
And he's able-bodied. He's able to handle all of this. He's able to go through. See, because in many places, we can't. What? I can't do that. How many of us could stand on the cross? How many of us could have done that? Beat us all night long. We knew we did nothing wrong and we was right. But they showed us where they didn't care about right. They did what they what they felt to us. How many was willing, if you had children, how many willing to give those children up for a world you know that's not going to treat your son or daughter right? Spit in his face, call him a liar. And all he's trying to do is what's best for them. How many of us are willing to give our children up for that? Not a one. I don't know anybody. Me included. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be willing to give a son or a daughter up for people I know that's not going to treat them right. Yeah. But Jesus did it for us. He truly did it for us. And what we need to do is, is support him back more than support him loving. Obey his word. Because all his word is saying to us is I love you. And I put this word in place for you to follow the instructions so that you could be blessed. Yeah, that's all it was. But we don't see it like that. We see it as a burden, struggle. It's not what we want to do. It's better I do it this way. Now we need to do it his way. And when I tell you, we all will come out better. Yeah, in Jesus' name. I'm thankful unto him tonight for what I know about him. And I know he loves. This I know. I know he is love. I know he loved the good, the bad, and the ugly. You can't do nothing bad enough that he'll turn you away. That's not the way he operates. He don't turn away, he draw. Hallelujah. He pull you closer to him. And that's what we want tonight. We want to be closer to God. We want to be his children that obeying a good parent. Hallelujah. And it's already all right tonight in Jesus' name. I'm looking at the clock, y'all, because I did the three-hour show, but I don't think we'll be here um, for another hour and a half. I just wanted to make sure we could get all the way through the show and uh, everything is good. But listen, we're going to one more. And this is a very old one, very old. But we're going to this one. And uh, when we come back, the studio is open. If someone has something they would like to say, feel free to press that number one. So let's go to this one.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Edwin Hawkins. No, Walter Hawkins. That was Walter Hawkins. Oh, happy day. Hallelujah. That's an old one right there. Very old, very old. But uh, I thank God for old gospel. Thank God for old gospel songs. Yeah, I like all of that kind of carrying on. God is faithful to his people. And uh, I am thankful unto him. So if there's someone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one. We have a little time. And uh, if not, I'm going to pray us out tonight. And we pray God bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Testify Friday. I'm just so grateful to be back in here tonight. Yeah, knowing that properly tomorrow morning everything will work the same and uh, we are able to do our morning show. Yeah, I'm thankful for that because it's my job. I believe it's my calling. It's what God chose me for. So I want to be faithful at it and not, you know, want to do other things that the flesh want to do uh, during the day. But get up and obey God. And afterwards, he allowed time that, you know, I can get other things. So I can work on the store and uh, I have some people I'm talking to um, to get the store really up and running. Uh, Sister Jerry was taking so long they had to find a shipper. I'm like, what in the world? But they say that happens every now and then. It don't happen often. And uh, I believe God allowed it to slow me down because I was really uh, geared up to work to get a lot of people all overseas and everywhere into the store to shop. But the Lord, the process, he slowed it down. And uh, I'm waiting on the right person to come along, and God will bless me then because I've been praying about it. And sometimes it's a good thing, and God is going to bless it, but we have to wait on him. He have a perfect timing for everything. Yeah, and I needed to get some things out of the way. Yeah. Okay, okay, Minister Shonda, I got you for tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll be in prayer with you. We'll be in prayer. Yeah, for you tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. I believe all is well. All is well. And uh, we trust the Lord today for everything concerning each of us, huh? Yeah, it's all right in Jesus' name. So if no one else, I see you 708 down there. God bless you tonight. And listen, I'm going to do this quick one for you and uh, because you came in. And so I'm going to do this one. I want to play it down here. Let's go to this one. This just come to me for you.
his light on you. Yeah, I like that Van Morrison singing this particular song. I just love it. I just love it. And uh, I enjoy listening to it. And I wanted to play that for you tonight, uh, area code 708. God bless you. God bless you this evening. And I see your area code uh, 907. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'll bring you right in. Uh, good evening, area code 907. God bless you. How are you? I am blessed. I am blessed. God bless you, Mama. I just wanted to come on and say uh, good evening to everybody, and I just really appreciate you, Mama, because I, I know all that you do to support and, and lift up Freedom Doors Ministry and Jesus in the Morning Radio Talk Show and all the energy and effort and time and just hours and hours of dedication of laboring unto the Lord in the vineyard. And I really appreciate you for that. And I just want to encourage you um, that, uh, you know, the enemy comes from every which angle. Uh, He'll come from a crack in the sidewalk. He'll come from a hole in the wall. Uh, Any place where he can disrupt and uh, distract and disturb, he will. But I thank God for your laser focus, uh, keeping your eyes on Jesus. And just no matter if it's a delay, it's never a denial. And you stay true and just stand on the word of God. And just keep fighting a good fight because the victory is yours. So I just want to tell you that I love you and I, I see what you do day in and day out. And I appreciate you being a blessing to all of us, you know, with the encouraging words, with the prayer, utilizing the gifts that God has given you to bless others and focusing on 
everything that God has called you to do and not worried about yourself and what's happening around you, but keeping your eyes on him and keeping your eyes steadfast and keeping your eyes on the, on the word of God and just putting your hand to the plow and never giving up. So I appreciate that about you. I admire that about you. I love you dearly with my whole heart. And just uh, stay strong, Mama. <laughs> and uh, God bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. That make a mama feel good right there. Make a mama feel really good. And I thank God for all of your help. And uh, I know I call you the warden and all of that. But I thank God for you uh, looking out for yeah, me, yeah. trying to help me to get the weight off and everything. I'm truly a great fun to the Lord. And I know tomorrow I got to really, uh, really uh, get down and uh, not uh, sneaking to do some things. Yeah. Irene and I was on the phone laughing because she was working and I could walk, you know, through the living room area where she was working. And I went in the pantry and uh, I stole a, a Hunt's chocolate pudding. And I showed it to Irene. Irene just laughing. Hurry up. You better get out of there. I said, yeah, I better go because she's going to see I'm in here too long. <laughs> in the pantry too long. I almost closed the door. But I said, no, if you close the door, she's going to really know you in here getting something. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. at one point, I had these uh, honey roasted pecans. Oh, I love those things. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was ma'am. in there just having my way with her in the pantry when I wanted to. And so I said, stop it, stop it, just stop it now, because she's trying to bless you. So I stopped eating them, and then I would eat a little bit and a little bit until the bag was gone. And so I got regular pecans, because I love pecans. And I got yes, them from um, Costco. And so I'm eating those now with no, no honey, no sugar on them. And they're mm-hmm. good. They're good. Not as good, but they are good. So I, I know. And good. guess what? For what? for you and Sister Irene, I can hear the bag crinkling and crunching. I just don't say nothing. <laughs> you did. Yes, ma'am. No, so we didn't get that. She must think I'm asleep. <laughs> and I don't hear. No, listen. <laughs> I didn't get the pecans. I got the chocolate pudding. The pudding oh, cup. Oh, okay. But even when you had the pecans, I can hear the bag. Uh-huh. I yeah. can hear it. But I uh, got that out and eased to the table. Me and I really just a snickering mm-hmm. and a laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. Well, now uh, I know. I'll have to do uh, little uh, roam patrols around uh-huh, and see what okay. I can see. <laughs> no, one ain't got to do no roll call and all that. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Oh, but yes, tomorrow, ma'am. I am. I am going to do much better, uh, even than I did today, because I um, did some things that I shouldn't have done, but I did. So tomorrow. It's all right, Mama. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. I know it's all right. Now, so I sat right here earlier and I repented. I said, Lord, forgive me for eating this, that, and the other today. But He know the heart, and He's helping me. He's helping mm-hmm. me, but I just got to pay attention and listen more. And some days I get so busy, um, I, 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 I might forget to eat. So I try mm-hmm. to eat. And then through the day, I try to have a little little something. Not a big, big breakfast, but
put a little something, then a little something, and a little something like that. And when I eat like that, I can see the weight. Because if you eat six small meals, it's coming out. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't help myself. I do love food, good food. Good. And then I'm going to take this. Uh-huh. The blessings of the Lord overtake me. I'm just telling you, I eat the good of the land. This is un- the honest truth. But all things in moderation, all things, it, it's a thing called you can drink too much water. So I know I can eat too much good food. Yeah, I like good groceries. <laughs> but like I said, I, I'm const- always working on it, always working on it. Because I just don't want to get to, oh, I don't want to get up in the big town. Oh, no, I can't do it now. I'll be too, too hurt. Yeah, I can't see my feet. What? I can't get out of bed. I can't stand up. I can't walk. No, I, I don't want to get like that. And then I don't want to get so many diseases and different things happening to me until I can't be recovered. I'm just living to die now. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get that. I don't want to be that kind of way. So I have to watch as well as pray. And usually I have me a cup of coffee in the mornings. I'm good. It used to be when I came off the air in the morning, it looked like I would be so hungry. And somebody said, that's all that food you be talking about. No, no. I, 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 I talked about food my whole life. I ain't I have to eat it like this. But when I come off that air, I be thirsty and so, so hungry. And so I said, no, nah, I got to work on this. So a cup of coffee in the morning, and that's all I need. And uh, lunch, I can have vegetables. Dinner, vegetables. They are so good for me, I promise. Oh, it's the best thing for me. And uh, I love vegetables. Yeah, love zucchini, love squash, eggplant, Brussels sprout, all of that stuff. What what most people say, I don't like that. Some people say, oh, I hate broccoli. I love it all. Cabbage, greens, yeah. Used to make it real fattening, but I changed my wayward ways on the on the fried vegetables. Yeah, so I just steam them up or something and eat them. But yeah, I thank God. Thank God that He give us the right mind. Yeah, that we don't have to um, do what we shouldn't. Yeah, I have to focus on that as well. So listen, is there anyone else have something they would like to say before we go? All right. I'm going to pray us out, and uh, we pray that the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for the wolf is at the door. Thank you for every song that has been played. Thank you, Lord, for getting us back into blog talk. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And Lord, whatever is going on, I ask that you would bless Blog Talk, bless every worker over there. Father, fix their hearts and regulate their minds. Do it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, draw them unto you. Because the only way they can come, all of them, is if you draw. You know what they need tonight. Move in a mighty way. And Father, bless every call and every listener. Bless area code 708. Bless area code 434, bless area code 850, area code 907. Bless tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. But Lord, I expected no one really to show up. I just expected to just play some songs and just enjoy and just let it roll to see how it works. But God, you saw fit to send a few others. And I thank you for it tonight. Lord, I ask that the word wouldn't return void, and it won't because it's your word. And that, Lord, every word fell on good ground. Nothing can choke it out your people. Hallelujah. I ask it in Jesus' name. Bless our going out tonight. Bless our coming in tomorrow. Father, meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We ask it tonight in Jesus' name. Heal those that are sick. Lord, anyone here not feeling well, maybe have a diagnosis of some kind. Lord, I ask that you would touch tonight. Heal in the name of Jesus. You took the beating for the healing of the nation. And Father, it's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we, your people, come out with a testimony unto you that it would bless others. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus. We're tonight in love and peace. If you get an opportunity, share the good news of Jesus. Give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Hallelujah. I speak the blessings tonight of Almighty God upon you. In the name of Jesus. And look, if you see someone tomorrow, or even tonight, the first person you see, if you have a dollar, give them a one dollar bill. Just give them a dollar. What this for? I just want to give something to somebody. And this is what I got to give a dollar. Yeah. A dollar can buy a can soda. Yeah, it can. So give somebody a dollar and see what happens. All right. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye again. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you tonight in Jesus' name. So look, I want to go to one more. This is a kind of fast one. So we're going to go out with this one tonight. Pray I see everybody tomorrow morning. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you, Sister Jerry. God bless you, Minister Shonda. God bless you, Area Code 708. God bless you, Shante. Y'all have a blessed night. You work hard.
Make it all right. Here, make it up. We are leaving.